Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast 191. Cade Clayson, a good buddy of mine, uh, talking about his new deal for 2023. Uh, and, yeah, looking forward to having him on. Thank you to the folks at FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers. Their 2023 stuff is out now. You've seen it on uh, the Club MX guys. Mike Brown, that Kiefer dude. Uh, choose Pulp MX 30 to save at fxrracing.com they've got a lot more than just moto gear also uh and it's you know it's november as we do this and it's cold and that means snowmobiles for some people and that means fxr because they absolutely crush the snowmobile uh angle of things so pulpamex uh 30 is the code to save at fxrracing.com thank you to folks at racetech as well pulp 22 code to save with racetech motor work suspension work they do uh, suspension seminars i think they're all sold out and they're done but you can get in for 2023 Racetech.com over in Corona, California. Get your bike sprung right. Get the right uh, springs for your weight and or speed. Shock mods, fork mods. Change your oil at least if you can. That would that would work really well. Thank you to Racetech, Racetech.com. Firepower, Maxxis, Namira, Roost MX, all on board as well. We'll tell you more about those guys later. But that sound you hear in the background, sort of like moaning a little bit, or I don't know what's going on. It's Kate Clayson. What's up, Kate? How are you? Wow, could, I literally just rolled over, man. Can well, you, you really hear that? I, I, you can really hear it. You can like hear you exhaling and stuff. I, I don't know, man. It's kind of creepy and weird, but hey, whatever. Uh, I'm just enjoying being on the phone with you so much. Man, I can't believe you're 190 of these things deep, man. Yeah, yeah. And you, in, you and A-Ray before, started before this Before my departure, yeah, before my departure from the sport for a while, we... Uh, we, you know, made this baby and then you've grown yeah. it into something massive. Well, I th- it started from our group text where I was like, these two guys, these guys are awesome. I got to get them on a podcast. And we started doing Privateer Island podcast with just you and A-Ray going at it. And then, yeah, uh, eventually you had to leave. It was like a weekly thing of uh, how much shit we could talk about each other. Because yeah. he was living with me at the time. We'd right. literally be sitting on the front porch next to each other. <laughs> yeah, it was on great. The phone with you. No, it was great. And you were, I don't, were you with FXR wearing gear or were you working for FXR? Were you, what, what, what state? I was wearing gear first. Yeah. And then, but when uh, we started this, but when we started this, were you? I was still racing. Yeah. Cause, oh yeah. Cause the, the, uh, the high five was, it was involved in one of the shows. Yeah. Yeah, The high five. Right. And you were racing. So yeah, got it. The legendary high five. Um, so I don't know if you heard my race tech rant the other day um, about A Ray, our buddy, uh, just not not able to do all the laps in Melbourne, and it's pretty typical. How upset that made me, like, but then Cade, so I so I yell at him, right? He's on a fucking Suzuki and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's getting he's just doing it for money and all of that, and so you know I, I'm a little harsh on him, but then dude, this weekend in Paris. The guy's chain breaks like three laps in and he eats shit in the whoops. How is he to blame for a chain breaking? I just, you, you, you got to wonder what's going on with his life. Dude, it's, it's chaotic, right? <laughs> He's such a special type of human being. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. Like I'm glad he's okay. Cause I heard that crash was actually pretty gnarly. Yeah. But, uh, like who else has that happened to? Like, so consistently i don't know man and then he was laying there and brayton blitzed over him while he was laying in the whoops i mean if there's anybody i'm gonna have blitz over me i'd rather it be him <laughs> yeah exactly right but i you just know. i just i mean i gave the guy a lot of shit you do too but then his chain breaks in the whoops on a strange bike that you know it's not him to blame because it's not like he left the chain on for you know 50 hours or whatever 
Uh, yeah, that's just shit happens to our buddy. So yeah, it does. It's I feel bad for him. You think you? I mean, you think about Sam, his new fiance. Mm-hmm. Like, oof, she's a brave woman. Yeah, she's got a lot to deal with there. A lot. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. again, FXR racing race tech suspension. Um, uh, yeah, your the news is out. Uh, I've known about it for a little while, but you finally posted some photos and talked about it. Uh, you are making a return to PRMX Kawasaki <laughs> for 2023. You were there, uh, the year before. Um, what, 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 uh, what came together for this? What, what made you want to go back for Julian and everybody at PRMX? Yeah. Um, you know, Julian and I left things on like a good terms when I left. Um, I just, I wanted to see things go in a little bit different direction and he wasn't really at that point yet. And Jason kind of was, uh, from SGB. So I stepped over there and, you know, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, all of us guys at like my level, we kind of hop around and take the deals we can get. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for what I got to do this year with the SGB guys, but I'm excited to go back. Um, I've been riding the Cowie now for a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Julian's program is growing significantly and uh, doing a lot of things in the right direction, I believe. Um, you know, I, I'm just I'm pumped to be a part of it and mm-hmm. see if we can grow it a little bit more. Um, I, uh, I think he's really trying to take that next step and being an elite team um not just a privateer cowie team i think that he wants to really grow it into something and i know ryan from sob has uh good aspirations as well um to really turn the program into something that uh is super elite and uh you know we've got two supercross tracks over there that we've been riding and stuff so they're uh they're putting in a lot of effort a lot of money really trying to uh to grow the program and yeah like i said i'm 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 actually pretty pumped to be a part of it um i know a lot of people thought i left on bad terms and i mean there was different reasons why i left but um like there's no i I didn't have any doubts about coming back um seeing what they've changed and um how they're growing well, that leads me to my yeah. So when you were there, you had a good season. You got yourself back on the map, right? Uh, but there were things that you didn't like uh, about PRMX. Things you know, just just parts you had to use and different things you had to do. Uh, did you feel like some of those issues have been talked about, and you'll have a little better experience this time? I mean, personality-wise, you and Julian meshed and everything else. He's got a team. He's got sponsors. He's got things he's got to get done, and you know, you got things that you want to use and trust. Do you feel like some of that obstacles are better this time around? Yeah, totally. I think we're much more open about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just like being mature about it and just like, hey, you know, we have to use this part. This is that. I was like, that's fine. Like, let's, you know, see what we can change and make it better mm-hmm. or figure out what works for us. Let's test stuff before we agree to use it. Um, that sort of thing. Um, where sometimes in the past it'd be like, Oh, this guy gave us his part. Let's just put it on the bike. It's like, no, right. no. Yeah. like I don't, I don't really want to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, and you know, we've got a new suspension company too, uh, WP cone valve track shock stuff, mm-hmm. but it's all going through TCD. Um, whom Tim is a great guy. I, I actually send my brother to him, uh, back. He's my brother's from Ohio, but Tim's originally from Michigan 
And so he's going to do all of our stuff. And uh, we've already had some testing days with him. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun learning this stuff. It's, it's never really been used on Cowies over here before. I think one of the Cowie teams in the GPs use it, yep. but it's a, it's a really cool setup that's super sensitive to changes and fun to work with. Like as I get older, I'm really getting more sensitive to things I change on my bike mm-hmm. and it's just been fun to work with Tim to, uh, to really dial this thing in. And I think we're moving in the right direction and it's been a really cool process. You had a great year uh, last year. Um, you're on a Honda, and you had a great year. I think, you know, if you want to continue feeling comfy on a bike and continue that level that you're at, maybe the Cowie is the most Honda-like bike to go to. Am I am I correct there? You think? Um, in ways, I guess. I mean, every bike is so different, especially when you're looking at it from like our perspective. Like, like I said, I'm super sensitive to changes and stuff but i'm mm-hmm. comfortable making changes and you know i went from the honda all year and then i hopped on the yamaha and i actually loved so many characteristics of that thing and how it worked and then when i got off of it and got on the cowie i was like oh this thing works really good here where mm-hmm. that bike worked better there and it's just it's teaching me to be able to adapt to things that you know one motorcycle might not do as well as the other one mm-hmm. And just be prepared for kind of all situations because, like, yeah, I may not be able to make a Cowie do something that a Honda does really well. But what can I do, like, as a rider on the bike to make it adapt to that? Or what can I change? And, you know, there's already things on the Cowie that I like more than the Honda. So it's, like I said, there's always pros and cons to everything. and You can beat your head against the wall. And if you have bad luck, you're going to blame the motorcycle. But I'm just... uh trying to always have a positive attitude about things and making mm-hmm. changes and trying new stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I like it. But back to your question, I don't really have any issues switching. I think from bike to bike, mm-hmm. at least from those three that I've rode this year. Uh, how do you feel on it so far? Is it, is, do you, is it like, like with all the, the WP stuff and whatever else, uh, Julian at PRMX has done, does it, what reminds you of your bike from two years ago? Is it better than that? How do you feel getting back on it? It's, uh, I think the suspension was closer when we started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I first got on the Cowie a few years ago, it was pretty far off and, uh, we made huge strides in the right direction where with Tim stuff, like I felt much more racy right off the bat and he actually came down and we tried like three different sets and it was really it was fun to like have someone there like here try this okay we're gonna take that off put a new setting on okay we're gonna take that off we're gonna try a new setting next day um that was really cool i've never really done something to that extent um all in like a matter of two days but uh yeah i think there's obviously um things that are super similar to the past there are a lot of parts that are the same as when I left. So we already kind of had a base. Like I have this booklet that has clickers and bars and tire pressures and all this crap that I've changed and tried and different things. And I have all the stuff from the last year of Supercross on the Cowie mm-hmm. that I kind of looked at and was like, okay, like this is where I was at in the past. Like these are the bar risers I ran. Like this is the offset I ran. Um, so we had a cool place to start. Like I didn't have to absolutely try everything right off the bat. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm already on our race motor and, 
basically everything that I'll have on my race bike. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. There's still a few things we got to try. And, uh, I know we have another testing day coming up, so it's, it's, it's ever changing, man. I mean, it's crazy to think we're only a month and a half away, but, um, yeah, it is, it is relatively similar to the bike I rode in the past. Uh, 14 main events last year, 21st in the points, not 20th. Ouch. Um, sorry. Uh, but, um, are you, are you, I guess let's, let's rewind a little bit. You took the, you did a deal with Julian pretty early to go back and get Mm -hmm. on it. Um, I don't know what else you could have got. Uh, it's for the sport for guys like you, you're right in that sort of nether region of, you know, B teams and this kind of stuff. Uh, you didn't really play around though and wait, you grabbed it. Um, and, and take us through that a little bit where you were like, yeah, I'm going back to PR. Like it's done. It's settled. Uh, I'm good. You know, cause you, again, you had a good year. You maybe could have waited for something or, you know, stayed on a Honda or, or who knows, but you, you, I thought you, and this isn't a criticism, but you just went right away to the PR. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I told you about it a while ago too. And I think that's, has something to do. I think Julian was pretty ambitious because he knew I signed my SGB deal super early the year before. And he's like, you know, I know Julian was kind of like, I want you to come back. Like I want this program to, you know, work with you. Mm-hmm. And I like appreciated that. Um, but yeah, he, he made me a really good offer and, you know, we didn't really negotiate a whole lot. We actually, it was just like stupid little details, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not the guy. I don't remember whose show I was talking about this on or who I was talking to about it. I, I don't. I really like the benefit of the team atmosphere and you know getting to utilize a bunch of different guys that I don't really have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, like having a full, like I have a full time mechanic now. Um, I get to just go to the track, get on my bike, and go out and ride. Mm-hmm. Come home and hang out with my wife. Where. You know, if I did something, say, like Starling and, you know, Freddie used to, like their programs were super elite. Like Starling's program yeah. looks badass, but it's a lot of work. It's all day. You ride, you train, you call sponsors, you call and order parts, you do mm-hmm. bike work. Like it's never ending. And I just, I don't really have any interest in that. And I think that they're kind of missing out on the benefits of being able to train full time and, you know, enjoy life a little bit. And so, yeah, I, when I had the opportunity to do a deal, I was all about it. And like I said, it was a good mm-hmm. offer that I was felt like I deserved. So, um, right. yeah, I jumped on it. And like you said, there's not a lot of teams that like house a 450 guy of more, my caliber for the full year, you know, uh, yeah. you know, I talked to Dustin at HEP um, a little bit, but he, uh, they were kind of full. Um, obviously, you know, things happen and they can make room for superstars, but, uh, you know, they already kind of had their plans. And the other thing is I wanted to do the world stuff. And, uh, so I was actually talking to teams about doing both and, you know, it was really hard to kind of negotiate that in. So that obviously wasn't going to work. And, I signed my deal with Julian before I even did the world stuff. Right. So it, uh, it all worked out, man. I, I, like I said, I was stoked about it. It made my summer super stress-free. You know, I went and raced some nationals. I went and did my mountain bike races and all that stuff. It was, um, it made life a lot right. more enjoyable, not having to worry about where, where I was going to 
be home or call home next yep. year. Do you have something lined up for 2023 World Supercross stuff? Do you are you working on it? Uh, no, 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 not right now. Okay. Um, and that's mostly up in the air because we don't really know what I'm going to do for outdoors next year. Mm-hmm. We had talked about U.S. stuff depending on how Supercross goes. We've talked about Canada stuff. We've talked about not doing either. Um, I know like the top of the list would be the Canada stuff. Have me go back up there and do some nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if I do really well in Supercross, it's beneficial for us to do U.S. nationals to get into the three races at the end of the year now. Yeah, you know, that's that's good money, too. Yeah. So, and uh, it would just be cool to be, I mean, I feel like that's going to be an elite group of teams at those events. And uh, mm-hmm. if you can be a part of it, I think it'll be pretty badass. Yeah. Um, I would like to go back and do Worlds. Yeah. Um, Julian was super cool with letting me go. Um to do it this year. Like I said, our contract had already started and we backdated it so that I was able to go, um, which was awesome. I think it was super beneficial for me to get such a head start on Supercross and get that experience and, you know, get to travel the world a little bit, um, is what you could say. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I just felt like I got a head start with that stuff, but right. Uh, Natsuki, Josiah Natsuki, your teammate. Yeah, yep. um, him, Hunter Yoder, and uh, I think they have two other kids that just aren't at club yet. Oh, Devin Simonson is oh, okay. going to be on it again. Yep, he and, was on it before. Uh, one other kid. What the heck is his name? I don't know. I can't think of his name. Okay. But, um, uh, uh, yeah. All right. And Markier is going to ride a 452. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, sweet. Uh, thanks to the folks at Firepower for making this happen. Kay Clayson, Firepower guy. Uh, chains made in Japan, featherweight lithium batteries, uh, oil made by a leading OEM manufacturer, firepowerparts.com, of course. Ken Roxon winning Paris on a Firepower Gen- Honda Genuine Parts uh, uh, machine over there. Dean Wilson riding a Firepower Honda as well. So thanks to the folks at Firepower. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com and uh, look at the complete line of parts from Firepower. It's a lot of cool stuff. Good pricing. Really good product as well. And also thanks to the folks at Maxxis Tires. Speaking of Maxxis, Kay Clayson put Maxxis into main events last year. Maxxis.com. Mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, all of that at Maxxis. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. And uh, if you haven't thought about a, a tire from the folks at Maxxis for your dirt bike in a while, while well, the MXSTs, Cade used them, and developed by Jeremy McGrath, Maxxis.com. And I think our buddy A-Race going to stay with Maxxis for 2023. So he... He he got some Yamaha support too, Cade. So oh, how about that? How about our little buddy? He's he's gonna need it to hold all to hold all those blown up motors together. Did no. he get twenty twos or twenty threes? Twenty threes, yeah. He did get twenty threes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, he he bought a twenty two though for some reason, which I don't understand why, but he bought a twenty two. Um. Mm. So yeah, thanks to the folks at Maxis Firepower, Namira Roost, and of course Race Tech and FXR as well. Um, Kate, I understand you were trying to uh, get the team an FXR deal, right? There was talk of that. You were super tight with those dudes. You wore it forever. You worked for them for a little while. Uh, and di- I guess it obviously didn't happen looking at the photos, but um, you guys are kind of wearing some custom gear? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, super close with Andy and Carson over there. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it, you know it's hard. It's, it's a six-person set squad, right? And they've already got a lot of uh, different teams. So yep. it, it obviously just didn't work out. Um, but, yeah, our custom stuff is actually super cool. Uh, I'd never worn it. I, the photos were the first day I actually wore it. 
and uh, it's actually super comfy. It's made by uh, OG, the company that does our goggles as mm-hmm. well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it turned out really cool. They did uh, some stuff this year during outdoors, I believe, for some of the other guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I actually thought it looked really cool. The pants were are super light and stretchy. Um, so I believe it's all the same material that like they would sell to like the public. Right. But it's just uh, like it's our cust- like our own custom stuff, kind of like PC used to do, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's it's actually pretty sick. I, I really like it. And you're going to wear Fox boots? Is that set in stone? And, and yeah. yeah um, yep. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do for boots because um, I was able to do my own thing. So uh, I, there was just some stuff that I'd worn in the past that I wasn't stoked on or some people. And I uh, obviously wasn't really going to wear the O'Neill boots again um, just with – I feel like that's more conflicting than the Fox boots, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess yeah. maybe not. I don't care. Really yeah, about yeah. Um, but yeah, I talked to Kenny in the past and I was like, look, like if it's not an issue for you, like, let me try them and see if I like them. And, uh, you know, if I like them, I'll, uh, we'll do that. And it's cool. He was, uh, cool about it. So I tried them and I think it matches our kit pretty well. And the boot is super comfy and uh yeah see how see how it goes i've been in it for about a week now that's awesome that ken Ken roxon let you wear fox boots that's cool sorry you know what i meant it is (laughs) ken's the guy kenny day kenny day Day, yeah yes so uh he's a he's a good guy i guess i I should have clarified that i didn't really put two and two together i I use first names all the time because for you and me it's like we know all these people's faces no that's cool so yeah so that you're all settled on that everything's kind of set then for that yeah yep. everything uh gear wise i think is pretty set in stone um uh we're doing a team deal with Arai, so i've won uh i've worked with jeff from Arai in the past um when i was uh with bwr and stuff like that mm-hmm. so those helmets are super solid and uh been in that same thing about a week now and yeah i'm pretty sure everything's come together nice. just gotta get me up to speed and We'll go out and uh, do well, some racing. Don't don't give us the bullshit answer. Do you feel as good as you did last year? Or are you are um, you where you need to be yet? At this time last year, I'm like light years ahead. Okay. of where I was last year. Like okay. I mean, I did 15s today, and like it was like no issue. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our main goal. Like I mean, I don't really know how much faster I need to get to beat the guys that like I'm around. But if I was like 10% fitter, mm-hmm. it would be like no question that I'd be in front of them. So I actually hired um, my own like personal gym guy that I work with. Um, his name's Corey Worf from Charlotte. He used to work with JB. Oh, yeah. He used to work for, and, for uh, McGrath, bro. Yeah, for McGrath. Yeah. All, dude, so many top dudes. But yep. like that was like before my time. So like sometimes when I say McGrath, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to know who the hell I'm talking about. But like he worked with JB last year. He works with Peters. And, uh, yeah, we've been, uh, crushing it lately. I've been with yeah. him since like the middle of the summer, basically. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been a big, big step for that. Um, Look he's been a uh, huge help. So yeah, like I said, man, I, I, I try to invest in myself when I can. And, uh, that's, that's really the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. it, well- uh, you did. You did it. You know, with with the with the privateer money, right? And you bought the thing at club and started riding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a fun process. So, but yeah, I, I do think I, I feel light years ahead at this time last year. Um, I think I still have some steps to take to be as raw speedy as I felt like I had last year at some times. Um, I don't, I'm not quite as comfortable. Like I said, I've only been on the bike for like a week and a half, two weeks. So I'm not quite as comfy as I was, um, say just on the Yamaha, um, a few, like a month ago, but, uh, like we're definitely like every day I feel so much better. So I, I rode with, uh, all the guys today and, um, I felt really good. So it, uh, yeah, I I have, I'm not stressed about it at all. So I have a friend named Philip. He rides at club MX and, Uh and he told me that you've been there. Um, are you going to stay there? Are you going to bounce back between South of the border and club or, um, you know, the atmosphere at club really helped you a lot. I think, uh, I visited there for a couple of days, right. Last off season. And mm-hmm. you and I've had many private conversations about it. it. It was a really good thing for you. Uh, maybe not hearing it from our friend Philip, but everything else was good about it. Um, what's your plan for, for riding facilities? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be at SOB full time, basically. Um, you know, if I need, like, if I miss a day or something like that, I need to go over there. Um, they'll probably let me come ride. Um, At club. But yep. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm basically full-time SOB guy. Um, I haven't been to club yet on the Cowie even, so um, I probably won't even go over there for a little while. Okay. Um, our, uh, our track and setup over there at uh, SOB is really solid right now. And, uh, like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that we have like all the elite guys that, um, club has, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they got J Mart and Phil and Enzo and Garrett. Um, so they've got some pretty top tier guys, but I think that's what, um, Ryan from SOB and, uh, Matt Bashelia, who's one of our trainers is trying to strive for is, um, getting it to another level of, like a professional, like for mm-hmm. like the pro guys. Right. Um, I think they're really known for their amateur program because their amateur program is actually really sick. Like I, when I was still with Julian before I went there for like two months and they were getting ready for Loretta's and they had so many little bikes there and, uh, then a really good big bike group. And I was just getting my ass kicked every day by kids on, <laughs> 250s like amateur kids yeah yeah and uh man their their amateur program's sick they've got like a loretta's replica track and then their main track and all that jazz and whatever shit but um so i think that's kind of what they're known for where like club is uh i feel more known for like the professional side of things Mm -hmm. and sob is really investing in trying to grow the pro side of it i think there's like eight or 10 of us there that kind of ride there full time right now. So there is a, you know, a solid group of dudes riding supercross. Is Freddie there on a Cowie? Uh, Freddie, I think, I think he said he was going to come down. He's definitely not there full time. Okay. Right. There's a new supercross track, um, actually up by my house in North Carolina that, um, just got opened up that, um, we can go ride. And I think it's close, close-ish for him. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he's been going there a lot and I think short is going to be there and at SOB with us. I think short's going to be the one that kind of goes back and forth where okay. Freddie's going to be a John, more, John, short. About. John short, John short. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so I don't really know for sure, but, okay. um, 
Thanks to FXR. Thanks to Racetech for coming on board this podcast. Uh, Privateer Proven, Racetech and FXR uh, on the Privateer Island with Cade Clayson. Uh, World Supercross, let's let's jump to that. What would you think of your results? What would you think of riding for club for those two rounds? Uh, take us through your thoughts about it now that it's a couple weeks out. Yeah, um, I enjoyed myself. Uh, I'm obviously super close with all those guys over there. And uh, it was just fun to go racing with a group of guys that you're so comfortable with and can just be, you know, you know, the crew chief over there has like, been one of my best friends for many years. I've obviously worked with Brandon from club. I've been there nine years or something like that. So it was just fun. Uh, the races was super cool. I wasn't super keen on the tracks themselves. Um, like you said on your shows, they were a little too, little too mellow. Um, they were actually super wide and they left the insides like super wide. So we ended up just going inside in a lot of the corners, which for supercross racing is not fun. It actually sucks to race. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, the first round obviously sucked because I crashed with Grant in the heat race, got pretty banged up and having last gate pick for all three main events is no bueno so <laughs> no, no uh especially not with that start so it just set up a shit shit night really um then i was really bummed because going into those races man i felt so good on the on the bike and i was just having a lot of fun and i think that is what kind of showed at australia um you know i maybe didn't have the raw speed that some of the french dudes had mm-hmm. but when it came down to the mains i i was able to put it together through most of it so um able to come out of there with a fifth was pretty fucking sick um and i had fun like working with courtney uh lloyd who was our team manager um was just it was good we we had a really good time um traveling was fun we just had a fun group of people to experience those races with mm-hmm. i was actually super bummed when they canceled canceled you know indonesia right. and the um, whatever else was supposed to be that, you know, there was supposed to be like four when I originally signed the contract to go do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, a uh, it was a blast. I'm stoked with how I did and getting the experience. And I really hope that I can figure out a way to do it again next year. Um, I know right. it would be a bit more of a hassle, but it's, it's really worth it. It's a lot of fun and I'd love to take my wife with me. Um, it's just, it's a headache for her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How, how much money did you make? How much? How'd you do? Um, I, so I only made. Oh, well, I didn't only make, but like I didn't get paid to go. Uh huh. Just purse money. So yeah. I got ninety percent of my purse because the team takes the other ten and gives it to my mechanic. Mm-hmm. So I came out with like twelve k. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Which ninety percent of that was made at the second round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really right. Uh, and obviously, travel was all paid for. So yeah. Yeah. So um, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun, and you know my good result good result <laughs> paid for the ability to go do it right no that's cool uh what'd you think of blue crew i mean just a bike of the year huh just just I, it was a good bike i mean i enjoyed it um it was i didn't really there were things i think i would have changed um just personally like i literally got on shane's practice bike the day after he left shane mccowratz mm-hmm. um the day after he left to go to the last round outdoors Mm -hmm. i got on his bike and i didn't change any of the settings um and then they put my supercross suspension on it i was changed a shock spring and that was it 
Yeah, really. Huh? <laughs> like that's all I changed. I ended up, I somehow ended up, I've always been a crossbar guy and Shane takes the crossbar off of his bars. Mm-hmm. So he was running my bar bend without a crossbar. Yeah. So they were just like, Oh, I'll just ride with that. And then I ended up with that and then they built my race bike with it and then put it in the crate. And I was like, well, I guess this is what I'm racing with. <laughs> You're like, and I then, guess, I guess I'll do Shane Macarath setup. <laughs> yeah. And then I like, I got to SOB to ride my Kawi for the first day. And, um, they're like, Oh, we saw you weren't running a crossbar anymore. So we just assumed. And now I'm just, <laughs> now you're... I'm just a crossbar of the sky now. You're like, hold on. <laughs> time out. Time out. I... <laughs> Just, I mean, it's actually like, I don't mind it. Like right. it's actually, it's, it adds a little bit of flex. So it's a little yeah. bit more comfort. Yep. Um, and some people like that want to run the crossbar. They just take a hacksaw and cut that bar in half. Right. And then they got the normal crossbar. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was just funny. Like how it worked out. I actually said that to Shane when we got over there. I'm like, dude, that is literally your bike with my suspension on it. No, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, um, I don't know. I think you should have stuck. Uh, I think you should have stuck with the blue crew, you know, that, that's just, me. Hey man, I mean, uh, money talks and, uh, <laughs> there was no, there was no offers anywhere. And like I said, I, I don't have any interest in doing my, my own thing at this point in time. It sounds like a lot of work and a lot of phone calls right? and I enjoy hanging out with my wife and my dogs <laughs> and spending time at home like at home and present, not not on the phone. Right. No, yeah, I, I got it for sure. Thanks to the folks at Namira Pistons, of course. Namira Technologies doing big things in District 23. Pistons, top end kits, all of that going on at Namira. They got a whole personal watercraft line as well. So, yeah, whether it's uh, uh, four strokes, two strokes, whatever it is, Namira's high-quality Pistons will have you uh, running well. Check them out, Namira.com uh, for more information on that. And thanks to the folks at Roost MX as well, 48-hour turnaround. Pulp Nation code saves you money. There's a whole Pulp Nation section on their website with T-shirts and stickers and all that kind of stuff. They're initial. They also make the official Cobra merch as well. RoostMX.net. Check them out. Uh, 48-hour turnaround, graphics, numbers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, screen printing, anything. RoostMX.net. Use the code Pulp Nation to save with those guys. Kay Clayson, FXR, Race Tech, Privateer, Island Life. Um, I noticed I was at UK, obviously. And uh, and then I noticed for the uh, Melbourne, they gave you guys a little more time between the sprint races, which is a good thing. It was a little close at at, at uh, UK, a little much. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little tight. So I timed it. So they didn't even know, like they didn't have like a riders meeting or a briefing. Like obviously, yeah, like they had a riders a meeting. I was there at UK, dude. That was not a riders meeting. Yes, that it was. was. A, this is this is how you drop the gate. And like, we all had to like go up like, Hey, what are the flags? What are these questions? It was a, it was a, it wasn't as proper as say an AMA okay. or an AMA supercross riders meeting where like we actually learned something. Um, but, uh, it was crazy how much more organized they were for the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of were less nervous. They knew what they were doing, but, uh, yeah, the first round it was like supposed to be like three minutes, and it was tight for them. Yeah, just to get the shit straight. And um, I actually talked to Kevin Williams, who was the FIM uh, like race director, uh-huh. who was that's like the referee. He was at Australia. Uh, he was he that wasn't the guy in UK, was it? Yeah, it was the same guy oh. at both rounds. Oh, okay, all right. So um, he, uh, I was like, look, man, like I don't know about anybody else, but like we were told it was going to be seven minutes 
between each round and now it's three and it's like that's not a huge deal Mm -hmm. but like we just need to know what these numbers are because it was fluctuating depending on what kind of shit happened in the race and what they were trying to organize And and how the gate loaded and all that stuff yeah yeah so um they were actually super cool. Like we weren't originally supposed to have our mechanics on the starting line with us. Mm. Like we were going to have to set our button and then sit on the gate by ourselves. Right. Like the GPs do. And they were like, it's so fast. And if like you want to change something or do something with your bike or something's wrong with your bike, you have to be with your mechanic. Like, so they, they ended up letting mechanics on the line and they gave us uh, five minutes and eight minutes at the second round. So five minutes, between the first main and the mm-hmm. second main and then eight minutes between the second and third. And that was honestly perfect. You know, the two short mains are pretty, pretty easy, mm-hmm. uh, fitness wise. So like a short break is actually really cool. Um, and then the longer break before the last one was, it felt like plenty. It actually felt like a long time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different program for sure. I was actually talking to somebody. I think it would be really cool if they did like, two short mains and then a and then like a longer break and maybe the you know like two 250 mains two 450 mains and then a longer break with like the freestyle and all the other stuff and then a long 250 main and a long 450 main yeah that was um, the, the still scored them the same the 250s were done the 250s were done the first hour of the event or whatever right yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. It was oh. weird yeah so and that was different in australia so in australia the 250 main ended and we were right after them. Like it wasn't, there was yeah. nothing between us. Right. Um, they like changed kind of the whole format of mm-hmm. the show. So like I said, they, they did a good job of like listening to advice of riders and seeing mistakes and stuff like that and making their show better, which I thought was really cool. Um, I haven't gotten to your part in the pulp show from last night with Adam Bailey, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, they, he seems like he knows what he's doing, and he really did a good job of listening to riders and teams about things that we need to do our job the best that we can. Yeah, if we can get a better track design slash build and get rid of cardboard tough blocks, we'll be onto something. I think. You know, I wasn't totally against the cardboard tough blocks, um, only because like they're way safer like way well, safer. Okay, but they so, also well, I would counter that you you once in a while you do land on tough blocks that save you and if you landed on a cardboard blocks, it ain't saving you. So I would counter correct. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. But how often do you see someone like cross rut and land in the tough blocks and each each shit in because of the tough blocks? Yeah. Probably no. more often than you see someone jump off their bike and perfectly land on the tough block. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but have the stats I, for that. They definitely need like real inside markers in the corners yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like at round one it was like first lap you're just fucking blowing through the tough blocks oh, getting inside and just cardboard everybody everywhere and then the guy <laughs> yeah. in front of you will go the cardboard gets kicked out the guy in front will go further outside to go around the cardboard tough the guy behind him will just go thank you burp into the inside yeah, yeah it was just yeah it was yeah. everywhere so the, the inside markers need like something real but I wasn't against it. It was it was actually like because sometimes like like I said, man, you get cross roaded and you clip them things, and those just kind of blow out of the way and they're whatever. Um, so, but they'll figure it out. Yeah, no, like you said, they're open to listening. The guys seem like they want to listen and try to make things better, and that's that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. is it is it Feld? No, it's not. It's not run as tight as Feld. It's not as professional as Feld. 
but it's their first time doing this and, and maybe they'll get there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, what's the, uh, what's the plan for you, Cade, for California rounds, uh, for 2023? You're going to stay out in Cali. I know you uh, don't really like it. Uh, go back and forth. What, what are you thinking? So it's, it's a little bit shorter West, like Cali schedule this year. I don't really know where I'd stay. Um, uh, <laughs> I I wasn't like the most welcomed guest when I was with A Ray. Um, I don't know. I just didn't fit in with his his roommates and such. Kenny Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got like we meshed fine, but it was just like I was not my scene. So yeah, Kenny uh, Taco Bell runs a loose program, bro. He's, he, he's a cool dude. He's yeah. a cool dude, but you know, not not you know, I I I wasn't his cup of tea, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'd like to fly back and forth, but with the team, they're probably gonna all stay out there. So I wouldn't have my mechanic and all this stuff, and um, I might end up out there for like in between the rounds. So stay with be Kiefer. Like, yeah, stay with Kiefer. Ride the high, uh, yeah, yeah. Hide, I might ride Mumphy's truck. Hi, Des. I've, I've, like I said, I've talked, um, I've talked about it. I just, I haven't made a plan yet. Right. So, but it is good to be out there. It makes travel so easy to mm-hmm. those races, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's whatever. I mean, the tracks aren't even that bad. Um, you know, like we can go ride Vineys and stuff like that. Being uh, with Julian. They're all Canadian, so they're all boys, so we can go there. Mm-hmm. And then Mumphies and stuff. So there's plenty of places to still ride. It's not like it used to be where it was like, oh, one day you're at Milestone, the next day you're at Paula, the next day you're at freaking, right. you know, like Elsinore. Like it's not like that anymore, but it all works out. So right. um, well, there's a good chance I'll be staying out there for, you know, those few rounds. But just go with the flow, man. I come, yeah. up, a, I come up with a plan like – Three days before it happens. Right. Yeah. Well, that sounds about right for for your for your program. So. Yeah. Well, um, it'd be interesting to watch the Cade and A Ray battles again if our buddy can get back up to speed. You know, he's had a lot of injuries here, but let's hope that you know at some point you two cross paths on the track and give us more entertainment. Oh, I mean, it's it's bound to happen. I mean, Has to. I mean, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's going to be back up to speed in no time. Um, hopefully he just stays healthy and mm-hmm. I can blow him over a berm at a stadium near you. That'd be fantastic. Uh, uh, thank you to FXR. <laughs> thank you to Race Tech, FXR, Firepower, Maxis, Namira, Roost, all on board with us. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Always good to catch up with you for our listeners and everything. Um, so I'm, I'm really stoked that you uh, you found the time, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on on a show that I I helped you uh, breed into mm-hmm. this beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, thanks for letting me talk about the program and uh, being back with uh, the squad. And how, what do you think of our bikes, dude? Our bikes look sick. Is that the bike? I didn't know if that was the final the final uh, deal. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, yeah, I, mean, look- uh, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, kind of different, right? It's like all one big billboard right across the whole bike. Yeah, it's kind of neat. So you can so. you can tell me, do you do you have an issue with me wearing fox boots? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I've gotten a lot of mixed yeah. signals about I'm, it. I'm not I'm um, not I'm not Kiefer level of like uh of passionate about it, but yeah, a little bit. You should be just wearing like a boot company uh that doesn't make gear. Garnet. I mean, um, I have I have okay. reasons, okay, like that I don't want to wear certain ones, okay, and I just I'm not gonna shit on them, 
but I just, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I wanted to work with someone who actually wanted to work with me. And, uh, yeah, okay. K Day was really no, cool. Hey, about listen, it. Man. So, and <laughs> hey, hey, I like the boot. And I mean, let's it's be a good honest, boot. like, yeah, it's a good boot. The average person, like, it doesn't matter if they're wearing answer gear or freaking Thor gear. Like, if they can get a deal on Fox boots and they feel comfy in Fox boots, they're going to buy them. Yeah, absolutely. But you're not an average person. So you're on a different level. I'm not. I don't really so, give a shit. Okay. I'm All just right then. Comparing to the average person. You sound very, well, I just, you know, you sound very offended. It bums sound- me out that so many people are judging me because I'm going to wear these boots and I I think they're super comfy and safe. And yeah. That's fine. Not? Listen, you do you. And I won't, you know, like I said, I don't think it's totally kosher, but I'm not going to judge you. It's fine. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, Kiefer and I will discuss it at some point. I know Kiefer's not going to like it. No, no, not at all. What? Uh, who's? Who? You got goggle service? You got to build your own goggles this year. I don't know. Okay, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. You want to do it? Uh, nope, absolutely not. I am out of the uh, goggle bi- building business. Yes, I am out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think somebody's going to build them for us. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, yeah so that, that's uh, that's you. So, yeah, whatever. All right. Um, all right. Uh, sounds good, man. Well, again, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. I know we'll. Probably talk uh, tomorrow or the next day. So it's or the like, next day, or, or or every day. It's not like I won't see you uh, yeah. at, at, before Anaheim. Uh, thanks, Kate. Appreciate the time on the Privateer Island Pod, man. I uh, appreciate you. Thanks, Steve.